T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Mickey Calloway Report. It's served to you by Casamigos Tequila. Try Anejo Tequila straight up. It's aged 14 months in bourbon barrels and is just incredibly creamy and delicious. His team needs to win in the absolute worst way. The manager of the New York Mets, Mickey Calway, is with Boris Scott and Jad Jastrzemski right here on the fan. Mickey, how are you? What's happening, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Mickey, we're doing fine. Obviously, a brutal one last night. And Noah Syndergaard had been so good for about his last six or seven starts. What did you see from Noah those first two innings? Because the Cubs were all over him. Yeah, he, he just couldn't get in the rhythm. Obviously, we, we, we kind of made a blunder in the first inning, and we couldn't overcome it. And then uh, leaving balls out over the plate, and they were barreling them up. You know, you got to give their hitters some of the credit, but uh, Noah just couldn't couldn't get it going last night. It's a tough one. Now, the, the good thing about baseball is, you, you, you know, you guys are able to kind of, you know, move on the next day. How do you keep these guys focused, understanding what's at stake, and how important is this game? And is it a sense of this is a must win for you guys in there? You know what? I think that uh, you nailed it on the head at the beginning. It's uh, you, you focus on the next day and then uh, you deal with the results and then you focus on the, on the next day again. And if you just keep on repeating that, I mean, you, you played, you played sports. It's, yeah. it's something that you have to stay level-headed. You have to continue to do the things the right way. And we understand that every game is important. Every game of the season is important. The f- opening day is important. The last day is important. But you have to be able to go out there, relax, and let your body be able to do what you want to do and not put too much pressure on yourself. Now, I've, I've been in playoff races before, and I remember being behind four games, which is a lot in the NFL, but I remember how fatigued emotionally we were as a team when we got back there. Is this team maybe suffering from a little um, emotional fatigue and you know playing so many pressure games back to back to back? You know what? I think the the thing that took its toll was that was we had a real late night with the rain, and then we played sixteen innings. Um, that those took its toll on us a little bit for a few days. We had the off day. Um, we we just haven't uh, been on the winning side of things the last two days. Um, but uh, we'll get there tonight. We got our horse on the mound. Jacob Degrom's going, and uh, we got to get a win today, and then keep on plugging forward. You know that's what this team has done so well the whole season is dealing with the circumstances circumstances that it's currently in and focusing on the game at hand and then doing a good job of that. Mickey, as far as your standpoint, your job, do you manage this game a little differently knowing the Cubs could potentially gain three games in the standings? You have your horse on the mound. You got one of the best pitchers in all baseball doing his thing in Jacob DeGrom. But from your vantage point, from your standpoint, is this game managed a little differently here on Thursday? No, no, not at all. You know, we make decisions uh, based on a lot of different things, and we're trying to make 
decisions every night to win that ball game. And I think we just have to stay true to that. You know, there'll be a time when you make the playoffs that you have to, you know, use a, a starter as a reliever and things like that. You can't do those things during the season. So we go out there every single game with a good game plan, um, have a good process for our decisions, and then we live and die by those uh, those decisions. We have the manager of the New York Mets, Mickey Cowboys, with board scout and John G. Stremski right here on the fan. And, Mickey, as you now look at your lineup, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago with Michael Conforto, he just seems to be a different hitter when he's hitting in front of Pete Alonso because we know how great Alonso's been, all the power, this special season that he's having. And I get it. You're facing John Lester, lefty on lefty. But moving forward, can we expect a lot more of Michael Conforto hitting in front of Pete Alonso? Yeah, I think ideally, you know, when, when we have a righty out there, that that's the best way to put him, right? Uh, you know, you get Conforto in front of Alonzo, and, and then if they don't want to pitch to to Conforto, they got to go ahead and pitch to Alonzo. So they kind of protect each other. I think that's a great way to do it when the righty's up there. You know, right now I love J.D. Davis, uh, Pete Alonzo, and Ramos against the lefties. They've all been – having uh, unbelievable years against left-handers. And then you put Michael Conforto back there. And Michael Conforto against the lefty is no slouch. You know, he's he's going to go how Michael Conforto goes. It's not, It doesn't really have a lot to do with the pitcher. I feel like he's going to hit a homer off of a lefty just as easy, easily as a righty. And uh, I think that uh, this is a good formula tonight, and hopefully we'll score some runs. Mickey, I want to go back to Tuesday's game with the Cubbies. And you guys – had Juan Lagares on the bench, and you played Todd Frazier, who's been slumping mightily. I know he had a couple of hits last night. But did the thought process and the logic in keeping Lagares out of the lineup, did that have to do with Marcus Stroman being a ground ball pitcher and you just wanted your best defense at third base? Absolutely. That that was, you know, we had the decision to make. It was either going to be Frazier or Lagares on that day. And with the premium ground ball pitcher who probably has the highest ground ball rates in the league, we decided to go with our infield defense. And, uh, you know, I think Frazier, no matter how things are going at the plate, he's always going to play solid defense. And that's why we made that decision. Okay, Mickey, you know, it's like the annual rite of passage for any manager. I just did so with Aaron Boone a couple of minutes ago with all the injuries. And I know you guys have some guys coming. They're on the mend. Jed Lowry. Yes, we may see Jed Lowry in 2019. What's the latest as far as his timetable? You know what? He he is uh, playing tonight in Syracuse for the Syracuse uh, team, and uh, we're going to check in on him daily. And we obviously um, know that uh, September's right around the corner. All these minor league seasons will be ending. So uh, if he's ready, maybe he'll be up here. If not, we can get creative and set up some sim games until he feels like he's ready. But uh, he's definitely made some uh, progress, and, and playing in games in AAA uh, means you're, you're, you're right around the corner, hopefully. Okay, Mickey. Brandon Nimmo, when are we going to see him back on the field? You know, Nim uh, had a great game last night, hit a homer. He has a scheduled off day today. Um, so he'll probably play again tomorrow, and we'll continue to check in on these guys. I think that uh, we're really not putting a timetable on these guys because they missed so much of the season, and we want them to be full go, not only healthy, but we want them to feel confident. And when they step in that batter's box against a major league pitcher, that they're going to do what they can possibly do. So we're going to lean on the players for that, and we're not going to set a timetable until they feel like they're ready. 
Mickey, I look at Steven Matz. He looks like a guy who has turned a corner. He's pitched really, really well for you guys. The last five, six, seven starts, what's been the biggest difference for him? Yeah, tempo in between his uh, pitches. Tempo in his delivery and then that time that it takes to throw the next pitch. You know, he's a guy that is a high-energy guy. He's super competitive, and we want him to have that good rhythm in between pitches to allow him to, to throw the ball uh, over the plate as many times as possible because this stuff is nasty. And if he can throw the ball over the plate, get ahead, have that good rhythm in his delivery and that good rhythm in between pitches, you're going to get what we've been getting the last six or seven starts, and that's a guy that can, can dominate at times. And he's always going to keep you in the game when he's doing that, and he's been pitching fantastic. On the flip side, Marcus Stroman has not been his dominant self. He gives up a couple of home runs Tuesday night against the Cubs. What do you guys think you need differently out of Marcus <laughs> Stroman? Is it something mechanically? Is it just the idea of coming to a new environment? What needs to change, in your opinion, for Stroman? Yeah, he just needs to settle in, right? He's in a new spot. He's in a new town. It's exciting for him. He wants to do so well for the fans. He just needs to settle in, find himself, uh, you know, as a New York Met, and he'll be just fine. You know, the one thing I will say about Marcus Stroman, no matter what the uh, the results are, he's he's competing out there big time. And we've won a lot of the games that he started just because he keeps on fighting, keeps on fighting. And uh, he's done a decent job at run prevention, you know, given how he's pitched. So uh, he's going to give you a decent game. He's going to keep you in the game, even when things aren't going very well and when he starts clicking you watch out because i've seen him when he's going well and then it and it's special you know mickey your team fights i gotta give that to you game after game after game your team goes out and grinds out at bats and you look at yesterday's game you guys are down 10 to 1 in that game and yet you're sending the tie and run to the plate it felt like in the sixth to the seventh inning just couldn't get that big hit what has been different, you think, with runners in scoring position? You go through that stretch of games you guys had in July and August. You guys were money with runners on base. You get a guy at second base, two outs, you expected him to score. Yeah. I know you're taking it up a notch in competition. The Cubs, of course, the Atlanta Braves. But have you noticed the difference in the approach from what we saw in late July to what we're seeing right now at the plate? You know, I, I really haven't seen a difference in the approach. I've seen a difference in the, in the pitches that are executed against us, and, and that's what it comes down to. When you're talking about run prevention or trying to score runs, it's really on the pitcher. Now, the hitter has to take a great approach. Hitting is one of the hardest things to do in all the sports. But if the pitcher executes his pitches He's going to get it done. That's just how baseball works. When you're a pitcher and you're on the mound and you're executing pitches and you've got everything going, you're going to get hitters out because, you know, hitters uh, fail 75% of the time. Um, so they've been really executing pitches against us big time in those situations, and it's kept us off the board. We have to keep on grinding it out. And like you said, we never give up. We never will. That's not in this team's DNA. We have to keep on fighting and continue to put ourselves in a good position where we can do something special. How's Wilson Ramos start seeing the baseball so well? Oh, like man. He, you know what? He he is just on on another planet right now even in bp the ball's coming off his bat a little different you know we always know that uh this guy is a special hitter especially at the catcher's position i mean he can just flat out hit but what he's doing lately he's just taking it to another level and like i said it comes down to the pitcher 
the pitcher's making mistakes out over, and he's making them pay. You know, when when you have a hitter that's going as good as Wilson Ramos, he's having this 21-game hitting streak, that puts a lot of pressure on the pitcher, and all of a sudden he tenses up a little bit. He doesn't execute the pitch that he wants to, and Wilson's making him pay pretty much every time. So uh, he's 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 on a different planet right now, and he's got a lot of confidence. and And the hitter knows. I mean, the pitcher knows that, and they're making mistakes. Mickey, you obviously got a quality inning out of Edwin Diaz last night, but it's been the roller coaster ride all year. Why now should a Met fan look at Edwin Diaz and say, you know what? He's about to turn a corner. We know the stuff is there. We know what the results were last year. But can you look at last night as, like, the sign of maybe those good innings uh, yet to come? Like, try to give that Mets fan that sense of positivity, if you could. Yeah, yeah. You, I've been seeing it coming now for about five outings. Um, the one outing that he had to come out of the game – he did give up a run, but his slider was probably the best I've seen it. And then last night, he compounded that with even a better slider with depth. It's hard. Jacob DeGrom helped him out on his grip a little bit, and he's flashing a plus slider with that 98. He He's right around the corner. You know, he had a great inning last night. This kid, like you said, there's been so many ups and downs this year but he has never stopped working. He's never let it affect his, you know, emotional state. And he comes to the field every day with a smile on his face and ready to go out there and pitch when his name is called. And he's going to overcome this. And I feel like he is right there on the verge of uh, clicking again. Do you finally feel like you have a sense of a pecking order and what you're looking to do out in that bullpen? It feels like for the first time all year, it seemed like guys kind of know what their roles are. Does that make sense, Mickey? Yeah, yeah, it does, and and that makes it a lot easier not on uh, not only on myself but on the players. You know, they have to understand who's going well, who are we going to go to, and I think they understand that now. Avalon's been huge. Justin Wilson has been unbelievable since the break and he when he came back and Lugo continues to pitch really well Brock has stepped in Seawald has stepped up Familia is starting to normalize so all these guys are, are really starting to pitch well it, it's showing in the numbers we're putting up zeros out of our pen and and just understanding when you may and may not get in is, is big for a reliever the manager of the New York Mets Mickey Calloway is with Bart Scott and John Jastrzemski right here on the fan and Mickey I do it every day. I'll be the first to admit I'm sitting there watching the games and I'm saying, all right, what's going on with the Phillies? What's going on with the Nationals? What's going on with the Brewers? So I got to ask you, and I know you're in the moment and I know you're managing your team. How much scoreboard watching have you been doing over these last few weeks? You know what? Every every stadium now has the scores flashing of of, of cross, and 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 you can't help but see it. They're right there in front of you, so we understand what's going on. The main thing that we have to do is not let that ever ever affect what we're trying to do that day. We have a game plan going into the game. We're going to continue to execute that game plan until we win or lose and then move on to the next day. But uh, they make it hard not to, to, to be able to see the scores and know what's going on because they're right in front of these days in the ballparks. Now, Mickey, you have some very young players at key positions. How do you guard against them trying to press and do too much? You, 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 you have conversations with them. You, you keep it relaxed. You keep it fun. You, you 
you know, kind of explain the things that you've seen in these big moments um, in the past and let them lean on some of your experiences. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about Chili Davis, Gary DeSarcina, you know, the Vulture. They're all in there having uh, fun with these guys and and keeping them relaxed and and allowing those young players to lean on uh, their experiences to get through, you know, some of these uh, tough times and some of these fun times. When you're winning and and you're in the, in the playoff race, especially in New York, there's nothing better, and it's been fun, and we got to keep it going. Mickey, final one: the Philadelphia Phillies have given you guys a lot of trouble this year. You're going to see them now six times over the next two weeks. What, in your opinion, has to be different for your team matching up against a team that really gave you a whole lot of trouble? Yeah, yeah, we have to uh, grind out the at-bats. we got to run the pitch counts up on their starters and get into their bullpen. And then our bullpen has to perform in return. Uh, you know, I think if, if we do those two things, that we're going to be able to to get to where we want to get. Like you said, they, they've, they've given us some fits, but uh, we can compete with anybody when we play the game the right way. And if we do those two things, we're going to be just fine. Mickey, we will be watching tonight. We will be watching this weekend. I know it's meaningful baseball, Labor Day weekend that's a ton of fun around here so good luck keep it going try to get it back turned around all right my friend yep thanks fellas appreciate it nice talking to you there you go good luck mickey calloway manager of the new york mets we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.